In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. May His mercy and grace rest upon all of us. Blessed season, it's the last Sunday before Palm Sunday, God willing, next week. Uh, we could not have thought that the land would pass this fast. Um, of course, you know the miracle very well. Our society, generally, does not accept miracles. Even within the religious communities, sometimes believing in a miracle is difficult. This miracle today that we just heard is the evidence of this. Is the evidence that even within religious communities, it's hard or sometimes is hard to believe in miracles. Why am I saying this? Because the question about how did he open your eyes came about four times in this gospel that was read today. The people did not marvel that his eyes were opened. But what did they do? They kept questioning, how did you open your eyes? The neighbors saw him, and they could not recognize him. And so in a sense, they denied the miracle. says, no, that must not be him. And so they've taken him to the Pharisees, Paul said, he cannot be, this cannot be an act of God because this is done on the Sabbath. And, and so it cannot, you know, this man is, must be a sinner. But by the way, how did you open your eyes? And then for the second time, he tells the story again. That he took clay, he made it, he put on my eyes and... And so they said, let's ask his parents. And so they took him to his parents to get his parents' witness. That's the third time. And they ask, is this your son? Yes, he is our son. How are his eyes opened? The question is again about how the miracle took place. Not recognizing the miracle itself at all. And so, of course, we know that for the fourth time, they come and confront him and say, tell us again, how did you open your eyes? And when he insists on the method and the person who opened his eyes, what does he do? They tell him, you are born in sin yourself. How could you just teach us? You're one of his disciples. Let's not look at the miracle at all. Let's completely deny it. Let's completely reject it. Regardless of how big it is, regardless of how marvelous it is, regardless of how obvious the miracle is, we're not willing 
to believe it. Those who do not want to believe will not believe, regardless of having a great miracle before their eyes. I'm not saying faith should have no reason. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that there are some people who regardless of how marvelous and how big the miracle is, they will continue to deny it and continue to ask how, how and how. And one more time, how. This, by the way, did not happen only with the born blind man. Happened also with Peter, and I'll talk about him in a moment, and it happened with all the disciples in another incident. I'll talk about that too. But the Bible clearly speaks and says that the Jews did not believe that his eyes, that he was blind from before. They just didn't. Because simply, they don't want to. When the Lord came to the disciples walking on the water, and Peter wanted to recognize, wanted to confirm that this is the Lord, he asked him, if you are, ask me to come to you. And says, come. So Peter steps out of the boat, walks on the water, comes to the Lord, and as he's walking, he sees the water and the wind raging. And so he doubts. How do we know that he doubted? The Lord told him. Why did you doubt? Why did you question the miracle that's taking place in your life, Peter, right at that very moment? Why are you questioning the miracle? When the Lord rose from death, the disciples did not believe. It was not only Thomas. The other disciples also did not believe at the beginning. And of course, we know Thomas came and asked, let me touch you. And it seems that the greater the miracle, the more difficult those who do not want to believe, do not believe. I'll repeat this again. The greater the miracle, for those who do not want to believe, they insist on not believing. Let the miracle be anything. As simple as it could be, or as great as it could be. Let the miracle be that the sun rises every day, in a certain time, in a certain season, in a certain pattern. But those who do not want to believe will not believe. That's creation. Let the world and the cosmos be very complicated. Let this become so obviously designed and so obviously integrated. But those who do not want to believe will insist on not believing, even if the miracle is so great. And by the way, even those who have seen St. Mary in the Church of Zaytun, some later on come deny and say, no, no, it was a, some kind of light. 
those who have seen her later on in other areas, some believed and some didn't believe. So let the miracle be great. Those who want to believe will believe and those who do not want to believe will not believe. And I think again, the greater the miracle, the harder it gets on them to believe. Is that a problem in miracles in and of themselves? Of course not. Of course not. Because there are those who see the miracle and believe. And there are those who see the miracle and completely deny it. So the problem is not in the miracle, the problem is in the faith. I want to talk about three things about this man's faith today. This man's faith is started, by the way, with obedience. Before his eyes were opened. He heard the Lord saying, I am the light of the world. As long as I am in the world, I do the work of him who sent me. Somehow those words touched his heart. His heart. And so when the Lord made the clay, put it on his eye, and told him, go be washed in the pool of Siloam, he obeyed. And so, and so his obedience helped him to come to complete faith in recognizing the Lord Christ as the Son of God. Only he who believes is obedient, and only he who is obedient, believe. I will repeat this again. Only he who believes is obedient. And only he who is obedient, believe. Faith asks for obedience even before faith is complete and perfect. And the example of this man, this man is a perfect example. He obeyed, and so he received full faith. Abraham was another one. Abraham believed, and so he left his family. When God called him to come out, his faith was very small, Abraham, at the beginning. And what do we know about, about Abraham at the end? In faith, Abraham sacrificed his son Isaac, the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Right? Only he who believes is obedient, and only him who is obedient believes. What else do we know about this man and his faith? He knows what he knows, and he doesn't know what he doesn't know. And this is, by the way, the faith of all of us. There are certain things in faith that we know, and we admit, and we confess. And there are certain things in faith we do not know, and we admit that we do not know. What did he say? He says, I do not know. But this I know. This is a perfect formula. For all the parents that sometimes struggle with answering certain questions to their kids. You can open the Gospel of John chapter 9 and say, look at this man, what happened with him? He did not have all the answers, but he knew certain things. And he said, this I don't know, but this I know. The last point 
about his faith is his resilience. Denied by the neighbors, betrayed by the parents, rejected by the Jews, cast out from the community. Jesus finds him. I'll repeat again. Denied by his parents, by his neighbors, betrayed by his parents, mocked by the Jews, cast out from his community, Jesus finds him. And he did not waver. His faith was standing. I will be left out from the group if I wanted to live a life of holiness. People are coming against me so much. My neighbors are against me. Maybe, I don't know, my community, my friends at school, my co-workers, and they make fun of me or this or that, or my friends at college. Or... But he stands firm. St. John says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world except him who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is exactly what St. John says. Our faith overcomes the world. You know what the problem is? That we do not believe in that miracle. We do not believe in the miracle that our faith overcomes the world. And so, we're hindered from seeing the victory. It's as simple as that. We are reluctant to believe that there is a power working in us to overcome our sins. We are reluctant to believe that what we believe in is true. And what we believe in is valid. And so we cannot overcome the world. We shy away. We shy away from saying... This I don't know, but that I know. Um, so, it's our faith that overcomes the world. One thing I want to end up with, in, the, in light of this, uh, in, the, in light of this born blind man, let's not treat people based on what they do and what they do not do. But let us treat people based on what they suffer. Can we do that? Let's not treat people based on what they do good or what they don't do good. But let's treat people based on how and what they suffer from. I think if we do this, our hearts will be very merciful to everyone. But I think as we do this, our faith will be strengthened. Do not belittle the faith that you have inside you. By the power of God, you can overcome the world. And glory be to God for all. Amen. Yeah.